to the new Christian podcast where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Welcome and thank you for listening to the New Christian Podcast. I am so grateful that you have subscribed and that you're listening. Please leave a comment on my social media so that I can see where you are listening from. You can reach me on my social media at facebook.com forward slash Preacher Jim C. You can also find my YouTube channel by searching Preacher Jim C on YouTube. The way that you can subscribe to this podcast is by going to the podcast platform that you particularly listen to your podcasts on, whether that be Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Search my name, James Chambers, and there you will see the new Christian podcast. Click that subscribe button and you'll receive weekly updates on this podcast. I want to remind you that I have been starting the mailbag on the podcast. Uh, I'm looking for questions, emailed questions that I can answer and give you the credit for the question on this podcast. You can email me at the ministry at triple p ministries jc at gmail.com. Triple p ministries jc at gmail.com. And I will email you back and let you know what podcast your question will be answered on. I want to apologize for last week. Uh, last week's message, Saturday morning, uh, we did not have a message. Uh, my family and I were on vacation, kind of a family vacation during our spring break time frame from school, and we're back at it again this week. While the exact, I want to talk about the Passion Week. Uh, we're in the Easter season, this Passion Week of uh, Easter and the celebration of Christ's uh, crucifixion, resurrection, and uh, this whole week uh, that biblically teaches us what Jesus went through from the moment he entered Jerusalem till his crucifixion and resurrection. While the exact order of these events during this Holy Week are debated by biblical scholars, this timeline represents an approximate uh, outline of major events of the most holy days in the Christian calendar, followed along uh, with the steps of Jesus from Palm Sunday through Resurrection Sunday, exploring the major events that occurred each day. So let's begin with day one, the triumphant entry on Palm Sunday. On the Sunday before his death, Jesus began his trip to Jerusalem knowing that soon he would lay down his life for our sins. Nearing the village of Bethage, B-E-T-H-P-H-A-G-E, he sent two of his disciples ahead, telling them to look for a donkey and its unbroken colt, a baby donkey. The disciples were introduced to to untie or instructed to untie the animal and bring them to him. 
Then Jesus sat on a young donkey and slowly, humbly made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, fulfilling an ancient prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, which says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion. Shout, daughters of Jerusalem. See your king coming to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The crowds welcomed him by waving palm branches in the air and shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. On Palm Sunday, Jesus and his disciples spent the night in Bethany, a town about two miles east of Jerusalem. Been there, beautiful area. This is where Lazarus, uh, whom Jesus had raised from the dead, and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, lived. They were close friends with Jesus and probably hosted him and his disciples during the final days in Jerusalem. Jesus' triumphant entry is recorded in the Gospels in Matthew chapter 21, Mark chapter 11, and Luke chapter 19, and John chapter 12. So let's move on to the second day, Monday. Monday, Jesus clears the temple. Okay, This is the famous righteous anger of Jesus clearing the temple. Uh, the following morning, Jesus returned to his disciples to, and his, with his disciples to Jerusalem. Along the way, he cursed a fig tree because it had failed to bear fruit. Some scholars believe this cursing of the fig tree represents God's judgment on the spiritually dead religious leaders of Israel. Others believe the symbol, symbolism extended to all believers, demonstrating that genuine faith is more than just outward religiosity. True living faith must bear spiritual fruit in the person's life. That's key. When Jesus arrived at the temple, he found the courts full of corrupt money changers. He began overturning their tables and clearing the temple, saying, The scriptures declare my temple will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. We see this in Luke chapter 19, verse 46. On Monday evening, Jesus stayed in Bethany again, probably at the home of his friends Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Mondays, events are recorded in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21, Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, Luke, chapter 19, and John, chapter 2. So let's move on to day three. Day three is Tuesday. On Tuesday, Jesus goes to the Mount of Olives. <clears throat> Excuse me. On Tuesday morning, Jesus and his disciples returned to Jerusalem. They passed the withered fig tree on their way, and Jesus spoke to his companions about the importance of faith. Back at the temple, religious leaders were upset at Jesus for establishing himself as a spiritual authority. They organized an ambush with the intent to place him under arrest, but Jesus evaded their traps and pronounced harsh judgment on them, saying in Matthew chapter 23, verses 24 through 33, this, blind guides, for you are like 
whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Snakes, he says, sons of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of hell? My goodness, Jesus is saying this to these religious leaders. Later that afternoon, Jesus left the city and went to his disciples on the Mount of Olives. Been there too. Beautiful, beautiful place. Which sits due east of the temple and overlooks Jerusalem. Here, Jesus gave the Olivet Discourse, an elaborate prophecy about the destruction of Jerusalem and the end of the age. He speaks as uh, as usual in parables, using symbolic language about the end times events, including his second coming and the final judgment. Scripture indicates that this Tuesday, or this that Tuesday that we're speaking of, was also the day Judas Iscariot negotiated with the Sanhedrin, the rabbinical court of ancient Israel, to betray Jesus. And we see this in Matthew chapter 26. After a tiring day of confrontations and warnings about the future, once again Jesus and his disciples returned to Bethany to stay the night. The tumultuous events of Tuesday and the Olivet Discourse are recorded in Matthew chapter 21, Mark chapter 11, Luke chapter 20, uh, and uh, chapter 21, and also John chapter 12. Now we move on to day four, Holy Wednesday. The Bible really doesn't say what Jesus did on Wednesday of Passion Week. Scholars kind of speculate that after two exhausting days in Jerusalem, Jesus and his disciples spent this day resting in Bethany for anticipation of the Passover. Just a short time previously, Jesus had revealed to his disciples and the world that he had power over death by raising Lazarus from the grave. After seeing this incredible miracle, many people in Bethany believed that Jesus was the Son of God and put their faith in him. Also in Bethany, just a few nights earlier, Lazarus' sister, Mary, had lovingly anointed the feet of Jesus with expensive perfume. Now we're going to move on to day five. The Passover and Last Supper uh, is commonly referred to as Maudie Thursday, the holy week that takes a somber tone or turn on Thursday. From Bethany, Jesus sent Peter and John ahead to the upper room in Jerusalem to make the preparations for the Passover feast. That event that evening, after sunset, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples as they prepared to share the Passover. By performing this humble act of service, Jesus demonstrated by example how believers should love one another. Today, many churches practice this foot washing ceremony as part of their Maudie Thursday services. Then Jesus shared the feast of Passover with his disciples, saying this in Luke chapter 22, verses 15 and 16. I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that 
I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. As the Lamb of God, Jesus was about to fulfill the meaning of the Passover by giving his body to be broken and his blood to be shed in sacrifice, freeing us from the sins and death. During this Last Supper, Jesus establishes the last, the Lord's Supper or communion, uh, instructing his followers to continually remember his sacrifice by sharing in the elements of this bread and wine, or grape juice if you prefer. We see this in Luke chapter 22, verses 19 through 20. Later, Jesus and his disciples left the upper room and went to the Garden of Gethsemane. I've been there as well powerful place where Jesus prayed in agony to God the Father Luke's gospel says that quote his sweet his sweet became like great drops of or sweat sorry his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground Luke chapter 22 verse 44 later that evening in uh, Gethsemane Jesus was betrayed with a kiss by Judas Iscariot and arrested by the Sanhedrin. He was taken to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the whole council had gathered to begin making their case against Jesus. Meanwhile, in the early morning hours, as Jesus' trial was getting underway, Peter denied knowing his master three times before the rooster crowed. Thursday's events are recorded in Matthew chapter 26, Mark chapter 14, Luke chapter 22, and John chapter 13. Then we come to day 6. The trial, the crucifixion, death, burial, and, and Good Friday, which is, as of this recording, today. Good Friday is the most difficult day in the Passion Week. Christ's journey turned uh, treacherous and acutely painful in these final hours leading to his death. According to the scriptures, Jesus Iscariot, the disciple who had betrayed Jesus, was overcome with remorse and hanged himself early Friday morning. Meanwhile, before the third hour, about 9 a.m., Jesus endured the shame of false accusations, condemnation, mockery, beatings, and abandonment. After multiple unlawful trials. He was sentenced to death by crucifixion, one of the most horrific and horrible and disgraceful methods of capital punishment known at that time. Before Christ was led away, soldiers spit on him, tormented him, and mocked him, and uh, pierced him with a crown of thorns. Then Jesus carried his own cross to Calvary, where again he was mocked and insulted as Roman soldiers nailed him to a wooden cross. Jesus spoke seven final statements from the cross. His, word, uh, his first words were, quote, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. His last words were, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Luke chapter 23, verse 46. Then about the ninth hour, about 3 p.m., Jesus breathed his last breath and died. By 6 p.m., 
Friday evening, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea took Jesus' body down from the cross and laid it in a tomb. Friday's events are recorded in Matthew chapter 27, Mark chapter 15, Luke chapter 22, and John chapter 18. Then we come to day 7, Saturday, in the tomb. Jesus' body lay in, the, in its tomb where it was guarded by Roman soldiers throughout the day on Saturday, which was the, sin, which was the Sabbath. When the Sabbath ended at 6 p.m., uh, Christ's body was ceremonially treated for burial with spices purchased by Nicodemus. It says in John chapter 19, verses 39 through 40, he brought about 75 pounds of perfume, perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Following Jewish burial customs, they wrapped Jesus' body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. Nicodemus, like Joseph of Arimathea, was a member of the Sanhedrin, the court that had condemned Jesus to death. For a time, both men had lived as secret followers of Jesus. Afraid to make a public profession of faith because of his prominent position in the Jewish community, Similarly, both were deeply affected by Christ's death. They boldly came out of hiding, risking their reputations and their lives because they had come to realize that Jesus was indeed the long-awaited Messiah. Together, they cared for Jesus' body and prepared it for burial. While his physical body lay in the tomb, Jesus paid the penalty for our sins by offering a perfect spotless sacrifice. He conquered death both spiritually and physically, securing our eternal salvation. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19 tells us this, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. and the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. He paid for you with his precious life blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Saturday's events are recorded on in Matthew chapter 27, Mark chapter 16, Luke chapter 23, and John chapter 19. Then we come to day 8, Resurrection Sunday. On Resurrection Sunday, or Easter as we celebrate it today, we reached the culmination of this Holy Week. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important event in Christian faith. The very foundation of all Christian doctrine hinges on the truth of this account. Early Sunday morning, several women, Mary Magdalene, uh, Joanna, uh, Salome and Mary, the mother of James, went to the tomb and discovered that a large stone covering the entrance had been rolled away. An angel announced, Matthew chapter 28, verses 5 and 6. Don't be afraid, it says. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead, just as he said he would. On the day of his resurrection, Jesus Christ made at least five appearances. In Mark's Gospel, says the first person to see him was Mary Magdalene. Uh, 
Jesus also appeared to Peter and two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And later that day to all of his disciples except for Thomas while they were gathered in the house for prayer. The eyewitness accounts of the gospel provide what Christians believe to be undeniable evidence that the resurrection of Jesus Christ did indeed happen. Two millennia after his death, followers of Christ still flocked to Jerusalem to see the empty tomb. I have too, and it's amazing. Sunday evening, these events are recorded in Matthew chapter 28, Mark chapter 16, Luke chapter 24, and John chapter 20. And this is the Passion Week story that we celebrate every single year during the week before Easter. If you have any questions about this or any other topic on this podcast or would like prayer, uh, let me know by emailing the ministry. Don't forget to email the ministry for your questions to be answered on this podcast for our mailbag. You can reach the ministry at triplepministriesjc at gmail.com. That's triplepministriesjc at gmail.com. And I'd like to also encourage you to check out my church's website. You can reach the website at groundsforbelief.org. That's grounds, G-R-O-U-N-D-S-F-O-R-B-E-L-I-E-F dot O-R-G. I will also put a link to this, uh, this article that uh, I have been sharing with you about the Passion Week in the description below. And I want you to all have a blessed Easter and Resurrection Sunday. Once again, you can find me on my YouTube channel by going to Preacher Jim C. Just put that in the search bar and you can find me there. You can also message me on my personal Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Preacher Jim C. You can find me at my uh, church website at Grounds for Belief Community Church. Have a blessed week.